0: To season two, episode eleven of TCC Talk, I am joined by TCC Men's Basketball Head Coach Zach Setembre. Zach, uh, it's been a week since you last played, but it was an eventful last game of the season against Gulf Coast State. You lost in triple overtime, one hundred eight to one hundred seven, but it was a very hard
1: fought game. For sure, an instant classic. You know, anytime you lose on a on a half court bank shot after a guy catches the ball facing your your rim and takes two dribbles all in 1.7 seconds is a tough way to lose a game, but certainly you know Gulf Coast came in with tremendous intensity, and that was a game they had to win. It was a game that put them into the state tournament. Congratulations to them on a, a tr- you know really terrific season, eight and four in the conference and 21 and seven overall. Coach Gaffney and, and Coach Jackson did a great job, but for us a tough way to finish after winning six games in a row, we knew mentally we were going to be up against it a little bit after clinching the conference outright on Wednesday. But I was proud of our guys and how they competed. It was a game that was a, a very tournament-like feel because of how intense it was, how much was on the line, especially for them. But to be sitting at 25-5, and 9-3, and 3, to be the number one seed from the panhandle, and have a chance to go to the state tournament and do some damage is exciting. Gulf Coast is a team that Plays for Southwestern in the first round. It wouldn't shock me that that game is another instant classic, a game that you know will be tight throughout with two minutes to go. So we root for the panhandle. We know how challenging it is to get out of this league, and the two teams that did make it out, I feel like, are well positioned to have some success in the postseason.
0: How tough was it for your players after the game to uh, to try to refocus or and use this as fuel?
1: Anytime you lose a close game, it's tough. To lose on a buzzer beater from half court, by a guy that's not really a three-point shooter, the way it all played out was disappointing. For us, I think we're a team that has been knocked down and had to be resilient multiple times this year. We lost to Georgia Highlands by one point. We lost to Chipola, you know, on the road in a in a tough game in a homecoming setting after losing to Gulf Coast by two. So we've lost three games by four points. We've had to get up off the mat after close losses, after tough losses before. I think playing in the panhandle has prepared us for the grind of a postseason game. Tournament games are decided in the half court for the most part. We're built to have success in the half court. So in the moment, it was difficult for sure. Obviously, I never like to lose a game in which we have a commanding lead in, but I feel excited for... Everything that that game has done for us in terms of motivating, refocusing, re-energizing, and ultimately giving us a tremendous amount of play for, that that loss makes these games significantly more consequential coming up in the state tournament. So it's, we have to take care of our business.
0: It's a little reassuring knowing that you played you know, these close games were as you know, a Fort Southwestern, Hasn't played as many close games throughout the season and could go and get shocked by Gulf Coast State.
1: Well, we feel like we're our team is battle tested. You know, we're just focused on State College of Florida and, and us winning one game at a time. State College of Florida. Tom Parks done an unbelievable job. Demoy Hodge, who's a Cleveland State signee, going to go play for Dennis Gates, as is Yael Hill. So tomorrow they're adversaries, but eventually yeah. they'll be teammates. And Dennis Gates has done a great job at Cleveland State, just one Coach of the Year in the Horizon League. But you know, certainly for us. We just have to make sure that we understand every single possession is meaningful. Tournament play, every game is going to be close. Do we feel good about how many close games we've won? Yes. We've been in close games where we didn't get the job done at the end. So certainly I don't know that any team has been as battle-tested as we are playing the schedule that we did. We played 30 Division I junior college games. We played good teams from Texas. We played good teams from the state of Florida, both in our conference and from outside of our conference. So... Uh, you know, we beat a, a Broward team that's representing the Southern Conference in the state tournament, 100 to 64 in this Florida shootout, and then played Miami Dade. Didn't you know? Ran out of gas a little bit after having a halftime lead. So, we feel excited. We feel certainly, you know, that every single game is meaningful, and we want to go and try to win one at a time and cut down the nets, and ultimately get a, a national seed, a top eight seed in the national tournament our goal.
0: Y'all are number 12 in the country. You'll play State College of Florida tomorrow at 7 p.m. in Niceville. Um, what does what State College of Florida Different compared to teams in the Panhandle.
1: First of all, Tom Parks again does a great job. They're very well coached. He worked for Jeremy Schulman, who worked for Mark White. So the bottom of the Region Eight tournament brackets, like the Mark White bracket, Jeremy <laughs> worked for Mark at East Mississippi. I worked for Mark here. Tom worked for Jeremy. So you know the tree, the the tree and coaching has a lot of branches. And uh, we know how prepared they're going to be. They're going to have a great game plan for us. You know, Demoy Hodge is the leading scorer. He averages more points than any other player we've played against all year. He's a guy that can go off and get forty or fifty points and beat you by himself. So, our challenge is to make sure that we limit his touches and make sure he doesn't get going. Obviously, we know he's going to score some, but we have to make sure that you know we do a good job defending him. And and they have other good players. Isaiah Dasher is a very good player. They got a kid, a big kid, Marshall Caring's really good. So they they got a lot of good players. You know, every every game is tough and every game is different. At this point, for me, I'm focused on our team and executing what we have to do and, and making sure that, you know, we're not we're, – we're focused on our opponent and we have a unique game plan, but we we have to focus on, on what we have to do to win.
0: Is there an area that you guys need to improve to make a run in this state tournament and ultimately go on to the Nationals?
1: We have to rebound the ball better. Not having Rife and Miguel hurts us a little bit, but, you know, we have to rebound the ball. we got to take care of the ball. we got to value the ball a little bit. We have to make sure every possession is a good one, which we've done a good job of for the most part this year. Offensively, we've been very efficient. We've made free throws all year. We've shot the ball well. For us, I think you know we just got to get stops. It starts defensively. Every game that we've lost, we've given up at least 75 points. And four of the five losses, we've given up at least, I think, 83. So you know, 83 to Georgia Highlands, 88 to Miami-Dade, 75 to Gulf Coast, uh, 80 to Chipola, and, and 108 to Gulf Coast. So... If we stop people, if we really guard, we only give up 67 points a game, which was first in our league, and I think that's why we won. As much as we did, because we had the ability to get stops consistently, so we got to guard people. If we can do that, we'll have a great chance.
0: Is there a player that's come alive in these last seven games that's helped push you guys to uh, the precipice of the state tournament?
1: Well, I think it's a lot of guys. You know, I mean, Yael Hill's been really, really good in practice recently. He hasn't necessarily shown it a ton in the games, but he's he's poised for a breakout. He was great against Gulf Coast late in the game. We we rolled with him, and he was really good. DeAndre Robinson's a guy that I would watch for in the state tournament. He's been out. He's had a knee injury. You know, he's been working his way back, but he's been excellent in practice recently. Jordan Guest, you know, Riefen goes down. Jordan Guest comes in as 17 points against Pensacola in the, in the conference clinching win. The same guys, you know, that we've counted on all year. I mean, DeAndre Golson's had a great last month. Tariq Silver, you know, was a guy that we feel like we know we're going to get LL, the same kind of deal. But top to bottom, we got to get complete performances. I think the team's. That have lots of depth, like we do, have a chance to make deep runs into postseason because we don't have to depend on one guy or two guys to score. We got eight guys, nine guys, ten guys that can hurt you. So for us, we, you know, we just gotta again focus on making sure we guard people. You know, I keep going back to that. We're getting ready to practice, and my my focus is going to be defensively. You know, because tomorrow, if we stop people, we'll have a chance to win.
0: You guys have had a little bit over a week off. Did you guys need that rest? And and what has the week off been for you as as a coach? More planning or a little bit of recruiting?
1: We've both. We've watched a lot of film. We we were going to be prepared for State College of Florida for sure. And then we've tried to watch a little bit of the teams uh, in round two if we're fortunate enough to get there, but obviously focused on the Manatees first. We've also spent a ton of time in recruiting. Coach Croke and I have been on the road, went to Jackson, Mississippi, went to uh, a couple spots in Georgia. So we've been all over the place Trying to make sure that we're giving our guys the best chance to, you know, to be successful, in our program moving forward. So, you know, recruiting's a, a nonstop deal. Coach Beheim, you know, at Syracuse, always says you don't recruiting's like shaving. If you don't do it every day, you look like a bum, and that's something that we try to adopt here. So, we, you know, when when you're a twenty-nine-year-old single head coach, there's not much outside of our program that I think about. So, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about recruiting. We always try to think about what's next. But as the great Happy Osborne said, who's been a great mentor, he said, the only year that matters is the year you're playing. So we're focused on coaching our guys.
0: You mentioned uh, the Riefen-Miguel injury. What can you say about him as a player?
1: Rifan's a guy that, because of his skill set and his ability to demand attention in the post, really opens the floor for everybody else. It opens the floor for our shooters. So not having him hurts us. He's a good rebounder. He gives us tremendous tenacity. He's, he's got an edge that he plays with. But Jordan Guest has been really good. We have tremendous faith in Jordan. Tyler Colbert's a guy that can come in and and make plays. DeAndre Robinson's a guy that we feel like is ready to play some minutes now because he's finally back from an injury and you know looking like a guy that's going to contribute. So we just, you know, rife and obviously I feel terrible for him and his family. It's just unfortunate because he was playing so well for us. Unfortunately, in this deal, it's got to be next man up. It's got to be, you know, let's Let's look down and, and uh, see who else is, is coming in the game because we can't feel sorry for ourselves. Nobody else does. Every team has injuries. we got to overcome it.
0: Uh, the end of the season, you guys got a lot of awards. Um, you won Coach of the Year for the Panhandle. Newcomer of the Year went to Tariq Silver. And Freshman and Player of the Year went to L. Ellis. A lot of guys on the first team and second team what does that say about your team and and all the coaching that you put forth this year?
1: Well, first of all, it's a tribute to our assistant coaches for all the time that they've spent in the gym with them. Jordan Tally has spent a ton of time in the gym working on our guys' game and, and really developing their skill set. Coach Croak and Coach Ben put so much time. Coach Ben is is the master game planner. He's he's the the chief scout guy that makes sure everything is where it needs to be. And Coach Croak, obviously a recruiting machine, and and to give give credit to all those three assistant coaches because without those guys. None of this is happening. And and the like you said, Tariq, newcomer of the year, has had a great year from Eastern Michigan. He's he's you know being recruited at a very, very high level. L Ellis, we knew when he came in here on his visit that he was going to be a killer and a dominant player and an assassin, and that's just what he's been for us. Um, you know, but give credit to to Eric Hester, who was first team, DeAndre Golston, Jordan Guest, Ryf and Miguel, guys on the Calix Stevens, all guys on the second team. Calyx has been awesome for us all year. DeAndre Golston is to me the most under-recruited player in the country. Uh, DeAndre Golson is going to go somewhere and be a first-team All-League guy because of his ability and willingness and commitment to get in the gym. You know he loves being in the gym. He's a really good player, so fired up for Golson and, and the the games you know coming up for us because I feel like he's just on the precipice of having a huge breakout uh, game or two. So you know, obviously, very happy for our coaching staff and. You know, certainly it's great to get some recognition, but it's it's about this program. It's a players first program. It's always going to be that way, and we're fired up that you know our guys were recognized for you know for their individual achievements, but certainly as a team to win the conference since first time since 01 was was very special for all of us.
0: Last year you put three guys in D1: Devin Palmer and Mustafa Lawrence, Richard Washington. Um, they're they're having success in that level. And what does it feel to have them come back to you and congratulate you for your success?
1: It's awesome. No other way to put it. It's awesome. Mustafa Lawrence and Rich Washington and Devin, guys, I talk to all the time, all three of them. We only had three sophomores last year, all graduated, all three playing in Division One, and having success. Devin, you know, is on a NC Central team that's about to win the MEAC. Feels like they win the MIAC every year, um, but they're having a lot of success. And uh, and that's a really good league. I don't think people understand how good the league is. Uh, a lot of those coaches are are really, really good coaches and uh, you know, we've been, we've been really fortunate to, to have Devin in that league and having so much success. Masafa Lawrence and, and Rich both out in the Mountain West, those guys, again, just as work ethic. Guys understand when they get here that the culture in Tallahassee, you know, at our program is one of, of work, being in the gym, getting shots up. And that, you know, serves you well. The more, you know, the more you're going to advance in your personal career as a player, the, more, the higher a level you're going to go, the better the players are, the more skilled they are. You have to be in the gym, you have to work on your game, but that's the differentiator. Everybody's athletic, everybody's got natural God-given ability. It's who's willing to work on their craft and, and put time in uh, to being the best player they can be. And for those three guys, I'm I'm really happy for them because it's, it's really turned out well for them, their experience coming through Tallahassee.
0: Zach, thanks for joining me and good luck tomorrow.
1: Thanks so much, Luke.
0: Welcome to our second half of Season 2, Episode 11. I'm here with, of course, my co-host and athletic director of TCC Athletics. That is Rob Chaney. Rob, it's been a very busy week for you so far.
2: <laughs> yes, uh, Luke, hopefully I haven't scarred you too uh, badly today for wanting to really get into um, athletics. Uh, but, but I think you have... You have uh, Kind of accidentally, I guess, uh, kind of stumbled into a, a you know a day where yes, there's it's a a phone a phone call, an email, someone in the office, uh, somebody needing something, just back to back to back to back to back, and um, busy busy time of year, but for a lot of good reasons.
0: Yeah, every sport seems to be pulling your way, and you're getting into the playoffs. A lot of stuff happening, but first, let's start with. Uh, what happened last week? There's been a little bit of a lull between the men's basketball season as it concluded and the start of the state tournament. Uh, we were just talking to Zach about the uh, thriller of a loss, 108 to 107, on a half court buzzer beater in triple
2: overtime. A tough way to lose, but what what a game that was! Yeah, uh, you know, for the you know for the college basketball fan, um, you know, if you were there or if you were you know watching online. You know, that's, that's one of those games that, you know, will stand out for some time. Um, you know, for the stakes to uh, have been what they were and for Gulf Coast to hit such a clutch shot was um, really a, a credit to to that team and to their character and the hard work that they put in all season. Because, you, you know, you hear coaches talk all the time, you practice – late-game situations uh, re- repeatedly, and for that purpose. You never know when the opportunity is going to rise, when that play that you've run, you know, no, don't tell them how many times in practice, um, that's the one that you need to draw up. And at that time, and you know, for Gulf Coast, uh, you – They know, needed that, it. They needed that it. That shot, um, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily the difference between um, – being in or out of the postseason completely because they they were in a situation where, at worst case, they had a playoff game with Pensacola. But as things turned out, that was the difference between taking care or controlling your own destiny or having to go to an extra game because Pensacola won their game that night. And so you know, if that shot misses... Um, you know, Gulf Coast and Pensacola are playing three nights later for uh, you know the, the second birth from the Panhandle, and who knows what would have happened that night. So, yeah, certainly uh, one of those games that you're going to remember. Uh, I'm sure Zach and the guys will want to remember. Um, I, I wasn't even there, and I'll probably remember it for a time because I was following it that night. Um, it's not necessarily the kind of game that you want to see, yeah, uh, go know, the other way that you want to be a part of the uh, you know thousands of views on Twitter, but uh, hey that's gosh, I mean that that probably epitomizes uh, the very best of college athletics.
0: Yeah, I was trying to keep up and I was actually at a wedding and I, I look at my phone on Twitter and it said two minutes ago, Gulf Coast State beats TCC in triple overtime. And just in that, that was a shock to me. And then I saw the play. My friend, who actually um, I worked with over at Florida State, he was covering for Gulf Coast State and had the video on Twitter. And, you know, I I went on there and I was just like, are you kidding me? And he goes, I knew as soon as this final would happen, I'd be hearing from you. But it was just it it was one of those games. And I I do got to say, TCC won six out of the last seven. They were trying to go for seven straight Unfortunately, can't, but you do got to tip your cap to Gulf Coast State with everything that they've gone through this season uh, with Coach Gaffney going down and, and being able to hang on and, and get that final berth here in the panhandle. You got to tip your cap to them, and they're probably going in with a lot of momentum headed against the number one team in the country.
2: Right? Absolutely, and that's the kind of moment that has been the springboard for a lot of great postseason stories, not just in basketball, but, but any sport, I mean, mm-hmm. so i I think, um, you know, Gulf Coast and deservedly so. Uh, you know, feeling good about themselves right now, and and you know, you start to you think you know about Team of Destiny kind of thing when you see that shot go in. Um, but for but for you know, for us, you know, the you know, we knew we were already in the uh, the tournament. We knew we'd clinched the conference championship outright. But, you know, I, I was very proud of just how hard and determined our bunch was to go over there and win that yep. game. Because, I mean, you see it at all levels. A lot of times when, you know, it appears that there's very little to play for, you know, sometimes you, you pull back, you, you know, you rest guys. We were going for that win. And, and I, was, I was just I was proud of the way we performed that day. And, and I know that Zach and the guys will be uh, chomping at the bit to get on the floor Wednesday night over in Niceville. Rob, well,
0: that is tomorrow. They will be playing State College of Florida ranked. Uh, TCC will be ranked number 12 in the country. Very important game And um, looking at the whole setup. They'll be in the quarterfinals. They'll be playing 6 p.m. local time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, what, what do you think that, that game will entail for, for all Eagle fans trying to tune in?
2: Well, you know, very similar to the Panhandle Conference season. I would say you know there's there's not going to be a an easy game from this point forward. Uh, every team that's in Niceville has the same goal and aspirations as we do. They're they're wanting to get to Hutch for the national tournament. Uh, State College of Florida, you know, had to play their way in. They won two games in the Suncoast Conference tournament last week. Uh, they won the final one on the road and in a convincing fashion uh, they have one of the uh most explosive playmakers in the country in Des Moy Hodge. i 'm sure Zach talked about him in his segment yeah uh averaging you know just uh you know shade over twenty five a game this year uh He scored fifty in a game last year at the uh Florida shootout. He can light it up, so i 'm sure uh, he has the attention of Zach and, and our team, but it's—I mean—I think any you, you talk to any school, any coach, any player that's in this event over the next you know, four days, you know, and they're expecting every game to be um, just a, a battle and go down to the wire, and and I think that's what we're prepared for. I think our schedule has prepared us for that, and we're, we just got to go over there and and compete and. Be appreciative of the opportunity that's in front of us, and I think if we do that, we'll uh, we'll be just fine. I, I know they'll they'll go over there and, and play hard and represent TCC extremely well.
0: Rob, from your perspective, what does TCC have to do to to win this game coming up?
2: Score one more point. <laughs> <opponent>. <laughs> you stole that one from me. Oh, I, yeah. You know, um, I think that one came out uh, yesterday. No. Um, Zach Zach was I,
0: preaching <laughs> rebounding. He was preaching rebounding.
2: I, I think. I think that's uh, that that is critical, particularly keeping them off the offensive glass. And uh, so, if you limit if you limit their second chance opportunities, and you get in there and you're physical and you're aggressive and you're active on the rebounds, I think that that's almost kind of like the line of scrimmage in football. You want to control that. I think re, I think rebounding is is one of those stats where you really you look to quickest to see where. The game might have tilted one way or another. Um, if you can do that, if you can protect the basketball, um, I'm, I'm thinking that you know they're probably a little smaller lineup than we might be. They're going to try to play uh, up tempo, uh, push the pace, play fast. And so, if we can just you know, manage that piece of it, uh, protect the ball, and you know, be uh, be competitive on uh, the boards. You know, I, I think we'll be
0: uh, in it down to the wire. TCC did not play a game in basketball over the last week, but they did get a couple awards, some uh, regular season finale awards. Zach Setembre being named Coach of the Year, L. Ellis being the Freshman of the Year and Player of the Year, and then Tariq Silver being Newcomer of the Year, along with a variety of first and second teamers. Uh, has Zach really exceeded your expectations that you thought you would get in
2: year one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, probably in some ways. Just because you know, um, it, you this league is just difficult to just jump right into. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's exceeded uh, expectations from your work ethic. Uh, I think I had a, a real good idea of just how hard Zach was going to work and, and the effort he was going to put into it. But, you know, he and I don't play the games. We don't take the shots. We don't yep. grab the rebounds. We don't defend. Um, you just kind of there, – there are a lot of unknowns when you actually go into the season. Um, and, you know, with so many new faces, you, again, you just don't ever know how that's going to play out. But I think that, you know, that reflects well on Zach and his staff and how they've been able to to mesh – uh, so many new guys in such a, a short time and then you, you know you have a, a true freshman like L- Ellis uh, who's a dynamic player and man, you know you, you you build some momentum you build some chemistry and and those are things that can kind of carry you uh, a long way uh, over the course of the season.
0: Well a big game tomorrow don't forget to tune in against State College of Florida but let's switch gears here uh, Rob of course the men will play tomorrow at 7 Eastern Standard Time but we have a big record coming up here for TCC, a monumental moment in TCC athletics history, and that will be baseball head coach Mike McCloud's 1,000th win. He's at 998 right now, Rob. Um, just take us through what this moment's going to be. I know you've been here for you know, 600, 800. You've been around here for a while. Uh, Tell everyone
2: about it. Well, I was uh, I was, I believe 300 was the first one that I can remember. Uh, being here for and that happened early on in the uh, you know '99 season that the year that I was just helping out in a volunteer basis, um, but yeah, I have seen quite a few, and uh, you know those those are always milestones that you want to celebrate, and certainly a thousand is um, a, a very uh, big number, not just. Um, it you know, in reality, I mean it's or metaphorically whatever you want to say. I mean it's it's a large number in 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 its value, but it's also a large number in what it means uh, to Coach McLeod and to our program. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure he will uh, be able to um, you know, think back and and reflect a lot on the journey. You know, this is 30 years that he's uh, coached it. Tallahassee Community College and and, that's a
0: that's a lot of practices Rob a lot of three and a half hour games um, putting (laughs) putting himself into that you know rain shine doesn't doesn't really matter he's been there for TCC and Mm -hmm. really since the inception of this program and Rob just to put it in in your eyes what would it be to be able to see him reach a thousand and and what would be a historic career for any baseball coach?
2: Well, it, it will be uh, very neat to see that happen. Yeah, I was talking, uh, you know, to to Matt Huddleston yesterday. You know, the reality is this is likely to be, you know, the only such milestone in TCC athletics history. Yeah, um, just because of the trend in today's. Athletic culture, you just don't see. You just don't see coaches um, coach that long anymore. Certainly at one place. It so, puts
0: it puts uh, Mike Martin's uh, two thousand in, yeah. in perspective, doesn't it, over at Florida State yeah, as well.
2: Absolutely. So, so I think uh, you know for for those history buffs out there, for you know anyone who really likes a good uh, story to to watch unfold. Uh, the next few days, I think, provide that opportunity at Tallahassee Community College, and and I'm excited to see him reach that. as something you know you gradually thought about over the last two or three years as he hit 800 and 900, you began to kind of figure out where it might fall on the calendar. And, and like like said, uh, after Monday's doubleheader sweep of Grand Rapids, he's two away. Weather probably going to uh, impact win at this point. Uh, We have a home doubleheader on Wednesday against Thomas University's JV squad. Those games look questionable uh, at this point because of the weather forecast, so I'm expecting those to be postponed and and played uh, later in the season. Thursday's game against Abraham Baldwin has already been pushed back to Friday. Um, so that potentially would be 9.99, and then we have the doubleheader at home on Sunday against Blackhawk College, out of Illinois. Uh, the weather uh, looking good, uh, really, from Friday on, at least into um, the first part of next week. So, uh, I think you're right now. You assuming we don't play Wednesday, Sunday. Um, Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars and uh, please come on out. Uh, The weather looks to be nice. Uh, Enjoy some uh, action on the diamond.
0: Well, Rob, I think that's all we got to talk about today. Uh, Appreciate you coming in and talking with us. Overall, it's been a very hectic day for you. I know you've got a lot of eligibility to go over. You've had people subbing in and out of the office. Yeah. Uh, You got anything to say about that?
2: No, well, not necessarily on the eligibility part, but because of that, I do want to say, you know, uh, track track. Season number That's two, true. yes, uh, you know, commences uh, this Saturday. They're going to go up to Smith Station, Alabama, which is uh, between Phoenix, or yeah, between Phoenix City and, and Auburn. There on 280, um, it's an event hosted by Columbus State University, which is just across the river, you know, from Phoenix City uh, on the Georgia side of the Chattahoochee. Um, but uh, track team uh, will go up there this Saturday to open their season. Uh, We will host an event next Friday, the uh, 13th of March, out at McClay. It's going to be a a three-team event as it stands right now. Uh, The Eagles, of course, uh, Thomas University is going to come down, and FSU's B-team is supposed to send some runners over to be in that. So if you want to see TCC track in action uh, Friday, March 13th, I believe 3 o'clock is the start time out at McClay. And then as we go through These next couple of weeks, baseball and softball will move into conference play. That's always the uh, most exciting time of year for any of our teams. Uh, So, you know, those are opportunities to come out. Uh, And then, like I said, after the next four days uh, with the state basketball tournament, we'll see how things play out. And if we, you know, of course, if we win the tournament, we know we're in the Nationals out in Hutchinson, Kansas. Um, If we don't win, then we will be um anxiously awaiting the results of the at-large invitations that will be extended on Monday.
0: Robin, uh, where can they find these stories on the state tournament?
2: tcceagles.com is going to be the best place to go. Um, I will give a plug uh, to the tournament site. Of course, Northwest Florida State College is the host this year. If you go to nwfraiders.com, uh, they have a page dedicated to the state tournament. Ticket information, uh, links to uh, the live stream. uh, All games you can watch free of charge. Uh, That's nwfraiders.com and look for the tab uh, in the header for Region Eight tournament. And you'll be tweeting this out as well. Absolutely. Well, Rob, thanks for joining me, and as always, go Eagles. Go Eagles.